Welcome to the Warrior Women Project podcast, helping you become a warrior woman, sort your shit and find better balance in your life. In today's podcast, I have the amazing, inspirational, phenomenal Lilia Sinclair. Now, Lilia was contacting us from Nova Scotia, so the sound quality isn't as great as I would hoped it to be. It's a little bit quiet at times, so I've done what I can to increase the volume. You shouldn't have impact the information that she shares and the knowledge and wisdom that she has. I was so excited to be able to get her on to the podcast because my own healing journey from Crohn's has been one that I sometimes think, oh, I'm really, really lucky. And it's only the people around me that remind me of all the things that I have done, all the sacrifices that I've made, all the belief that I've had in myself and in alternative ways of healing. And when I came across the work that Lilia does I was just like right okay I haven't just made this shit up she is a voice for it she is an authority in this and I need to speak to her to have a conversation to be able to share with you so enjoy the podcast and we will see you on the other side (laughs) welcome to another episode of the warrior women project podcast this is warrior women general here and today I have a very, very special guest. When I saw this lady's website, I was like, oh, 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 I need to speak to her. I need to speak to her. I need to bring her online to have a conversation because as if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, um, some of you will know that I had Crohn's disease and my big, big um, goal was to get off medication and I put a lot of things into practice that, the hospital and the consultants had kind of poo-pooed or rolled their eyes at or laughed at me at, so I ignored them and went ahead and did it anyway. And what this lady teaches is pretty much a lot of the stuff that I did and some more. So, Lilia, that's right, isn't it, Lilia? Lilia Sinclair, welcome yes, to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it and well done on your healing. That is so inspiring. I just love to meet people that have kind of broken away from the, the system and really listened to their intuition and, and followed, followed their hearts because it can be very difficult to um, ignore, if for want of a better word, the advice that you've been given and, and try, at least try, um, to make a difference to your own body, your amazing body. Yeah, especially when you've got experts supposedly telling you that what the journey, the path that you're about to embark on is not right and that that's frowned upon or laughable or whatever. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'll try it anyway. Yes. yes, I believe that perhaps we're, you know, the language that we use to describe the body and certainly the, the doctors and oncologists, and I want to say there's some incredible doctors and oncologists out mm-hmm. here and I have actually met a few of them. But in general, the, the language that they use to tell people what's happening in their body can actually be very, very detrimental to the person's health and happiness. And we understand that fear is detrimental to the body. We're not designed to live in fear. If we're feeling fear, it's the body trying to indicate to us that something has to change. Um, and the, the fear initiates the fight or flight response. 
which creates a lot of adrenaline and cortisol and it change actually changes your electromagnetic field it changes the information that we are sending through the cells and dr bruce lipton talks about the nocebo effect which basically is the opposite of the placebo effect yeah if you think you're going to die then you will yeah and you know it's a uh, i think I think we need to change the language that we're using to describe the body. We need to, I believe there's a, a drugless doctor that does a show in the UK now. Um, we are bringing in the things that we plan to bring into our healing community in Scotland. We are, people in general will combine the old, well, the traditional, which is surgery and drugs with the, the sort of new um, information that, that we've, that's coming out. It's not new, it's been around for thousands of years. Yeah. We're now having the science to and it's why does mindfulness help you why does meditation help you why does yoga and all sorts of you know exercise um qigong mindful exercise um and affirmations the language that we use what do we believe about ourselves what do we perceive about the body all of that what are we feeling about ourselves our place in the world are we living a, a life of passion and purpose are we excited every day we get up or are we in a humdrum, you know, a TikTok, Stuart Wilde used to call it, you just get up and go through the pieces and quite literally functioning from the subconscious mind, which is based all based in the past. Yeah. yeah so yeah. what to leave the past behind? <laughs> Tap Absolutely. into the incredible energy, <laughs> the incredible heart energy, and really reconnect back to nature, make sure Mother Nature's food's going through the body and really start to use our incredible imagination for not just healing, but you know, for nobody knows the day that they're going to move on out of this uh, of this planet. You know, I mean it could happen it can happen, you know, anytime. Yeah. Your heart can stop or whatever. We don't know, you know, we we have loved ones just taken out away from us in an instant. So it's not really about not dying. It's about not living in fear. It's about every day having as much fun and joy as you can and purpose and really understanding that we are all connected in this planet. Yeah, and that and we're all going to die at some point. Scientific. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so before um, we came on, we were having a chat and you're... You are coming into this phone call just now from Nova Scotia and you were on a bit of an adventure. So why don't you not tell us a bit more about that journey? Well, yes, um, I've been sort of immersed in this healing um, world. Um, I, I don't know whether it's my life purpose, but, you know, it's quite a challenging one to go in and say perhaps maybe we, we could improve the way we're doing things and, I work a lot with people who are terminally ill and incurably ill, so that can be also quite a challenge. And I'm very, very adamant that I'm not going to be doing things that I don't absolutely know work. Um, so last year I got the opportunity potentially to sail across the South Pacific, and I thought, you know, that's going to be good for me to take a year out from all my thinking and studying and trying to figure it out, and um, I'll do some meditation and. Um, I'll just hang on a boat and sail around the South Pacific and then maybe, you know, I'll come back with fresh eyes. And then the, that trip fell through, so I decided to go to South America, which is something I've always wanted to do. And I just thought, well, I'll go and travel, I'll go to Machu Picchu and do all that kind of stuff. And So that's what I did. I just got a flight to Bogota and I 
went onto a, work, a website called HelpX, which allows you to volunteer in, in different uh, places all over the world, and then exchange usually for either your food and accommodation or partial. And I started off um, <clears throat> in Ecuador, which was quite incredible on the beach in this bamboo mansion, and hanging out with locals there who really live in a hundreds of years back in time. Um, and I just observed the women's role, you know, uh, still very much dependent on the men. The men go out and they get the food and they come back and the women feed the kids and, you know, there's, there really isn't a lot to do there in terms of, like, you know, there's not a lot of, um, there's no jobs really, there's a few restaurants, etc. So people have got a very slow, it appears lovely pace of life, but again, the women are very, very dependent on the men for survival. Yeah. And then travelling through Peru, I saw the same thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, women that don't have education. I even met a young waitress who was who managed to tell me in her Spanish and my understanding that her two brothers had moved to Lima, and she was left with her three young children. Her husband had been physically abusing her, and that she always wanted to travel. And she was her mom had died of cancer, and she was just alone and just wanted a passport, would love to go to California and you know I sat there and realised how incredibly lucky I am and how in the West we complain about things but we have education, we now have financial stability, we are perfectly capable of going getting our own food so we're not relying on anyone yeah. um, to for our survival really emotionally, physically and spiritually we can, we, you know, we're very independent and we're, most of us are pretty strong even if we don't realise it yeah. And then I went to this biodynamic farm in Ecuador and I met with a family who, and this guy who lived with the Kogi tribe in North Colombia. And the Kogi tribe have basically kept themselves away from us, other humans, because they don't, they can't believe the mess we're making of the planet and they really don't understand that we are living on this vibrant, alive being goddess and that um, everything's energy and vibration and we have no reverence for this and we're living out of uh, alignment with nature. And anyway, they've now come out and there's a really brilliant BBC documentary on that saying that, um, you know, right, enough is enough. <laughs> you guys need to wake up and stop the destruction. And and then I met um, the, the guy that was living on the farm. He was telling me all about living with the Kogi and it was a lot of the spiritual stuff that I've learned with. You know, the more traditional scientists that slipped in Greg Dave and Joe just then. But it's really interesting to see the meet between the East and the West and the South. Um, and then uh, I went down, went to Machu Picchu, which was incredible. And then I flew back up and went to the Science and Spirituality Conference in Nanaimo, in Vancouver Island, where um, all my heroes, Lynn McTaggart, Joe Dispenza, Greg Braden, Bruce Clifton, and a channel called Cryon guy named Lee Carroll, where they all um, really through different ways and different um, starting points have all come to a very similar conclusion. And that's about the interconnectedness and about that we are more multi-sensory, more multi-dimensional dimensional in nature than we've previously understood. And that there is a, an intelligence, we all have different words for it all over the world, but which is basically just information that we can um, tune into with our hearts and our brains and um, we can 
tap into our other senses, the, the five senses can hold us back because we think that's all there is. But like you said to me before we started, that you just felt that your prognosis wasn't true. Mm. And that's your intuition and your higher self telling you. And most people, you know, I asked you, what made it, what is it that made you listen to that voice, to that inner voice? Because so many of us hear it and we, and I include myself, um, we hear it and we ignore it. So after, you know, I thought I'd just go into travel and see different cultures. And then I kind of realised that there was a whole new learning there for me. I met the, on the biodynamic farm. I learned, learned about cosmic energy and the elemental beings and the cycles of the moon and astrology. And then again, you know, I, I meet this woman who's picking the berries off the trees and the branches and the, the, the bushes and you know telling me all the healing properties how did we lose all this you know mother nature's medicine is um, quite incredible and uh, and just the connection to nature i mean I, I love the mountains i love the sea and i love the rivers I, I feel better myself you know i had three children when i was very young i ended up with chronic fatigue and depression and really really struggled for a while with energy and um and like you just realized i went to the chronic sinus infections i didn't realize that i had candida and you know so it was just a journey of discovery and then obviously when you start to heal yourself um <laughs> you want to tell other people wow you can feel so much better and a lot of the things that, you know, like you were talking about inflammation. Inflammation is a huge problem in our um, because of the way we live. Yeah. Um, and so instead of giving you medication for the inflammation, let's address what is causing the inflammation and let's get to why the body's malfunctioning. Why it's the body? The body is an intelligent mass of vibrating cells that is in a constant flux of communication with you. And you know when you can see the body as your best friend, your loving, intelligent friend, and listen to what information it's given you and, and give it love and you know and the love and the kindness and the compassion it deserves. Well things will transform. Yeah. And you know, I started off I'm rabbiting on here because you've got me in my <laughs> in my passion. Go for it. I love that. I started I off started off in my healing world of a nutrition course and you know I discovered very quickly I can tell people what to eat but they don't eat it and then my son and I opened a gym in Glasgow a health boutique and we we had vibration training you know full body workout in 12 minutes so now you've got this you know what we can tell you what to eat and we can give you this 12 minute workout and then we'll every day in Glasgow will be healthy and well and of course then I realised something's missing. Well, we've got this fantastic place here. You know, you, we can really transform your health. And we could, you know, it was, but people just didn't commit, didn't stick. And that led me to the, the Sedona method, which was really about the mind and the subconscious and the limiting beliefs and the perceptions. And of course, the past, not just the past, that our own personal past, what's happened to us since we were in the uterus, yeah. <laughs> basically. But also the, the ancestral stuff that we've inherited and, you know, why are we the way we are? And what is this magnificent game that we're all playing and trying to work out? So then I really go into that. So taught, I now teach in my retreats 12 techniques for letting go and, and manifesting and creating um, your dreams. And then now 
in 2018, I realised a lot of it's to do with faith. Faith in yourself, faith in the universe, faith in the intelligence. And can we measure that? You know, Bruce Lipton tells us the biology of belief. Candice Hurt told us molecules of emotion. We know what we believe has a phenomenal impact on what we see in the world because it actually our beliefs impact the electromagnetic field and the electromagnetic field impacts the DNA and the DNA impacts the atomic <laughs> quantum world. So, and we have all the science to back that up. So it's, it's like, can you measure what somebody truly believes? Because I can say I can heal, but do I really believe it? Yeah. You know, and as other subconscious blocks and limitations, is there a sole purpose maybe that I have to suffer a little bit more <laughs> until I can break through into that world of love and joy without fear? Because ultimately that's what I do with my clients is help them to let go of the fear. Living in fear is no fun at all. Yeah, the sound's just dropping out a tiny bit there. Um, yeah, living in fear is something that we all do because the way society and the way I see it, society set up to have us fearful so that we can be controlled to a certain point. Yes, <laughs> and so we buy things and take things and do things. Yeah. Fear is the governing body of almost everything. It's in education, it's in law, it's in you know, it's in health, it's in relationships, it's crazy. And you know, from let me talk briefly about the Sedona method, which is, you know, either you're in expansion or you're in contraction. And when you the cells in your body are expanded and quite literally lighter, because the more expanded we are, the more light the cells can uh, contain, because we're actually allowing or not allowing the cells to um, expand. And when we contract, we are feeling fear and anxiety and the lower um, negative emotions. And when we expand and trust within the more expanded positive emotions. So if you just narrow that down to love and fear, it's just yeah. the two different things that we can do, a variation of, of all of that you can. So when you go into this um, expanded state, the cells lighten and they, they loosen actually the, the, the cell membrane and then the information can flow. And we can use the heart and the brain coherence. We can tune the brain down into a lower frequency and we can literally tune in to a much nicer data stream of information. So yeah. now that we're understanding that we can do this, we need to, and letting go of the past, and we've all dipped in and out of it. We've all had these amazing feelings. But usually it's because of some external event. So maybe we've fallen in love, maybe we've had a baby, maybe somebody's given us a huge compliment, or we've had a, a raise at work, or a promotion, or you know, all the things that make us excited and pass our driving days, whatever, these things. But that's all external. And what we're understanding now is that we are actually our own pharmacists. We have this incredible hormonal system, <laughs> as all women know, yeah. um, that really fluctuates. You know, it works with the circadian rhythms, it works with the astrological signs, it works with the tides. 
it's always moving and in flux and we can enjoy that or we can resist it and worship is different so when we move into this flow which is at this allowing this place of non-judgment where we're not complaining about things and judging people and their haircuts their shoes the way they paint their kids the way they do this their relationship <laughs> when we stop doing all that we can just be in this state of expansion and flux where we just feel connected to this data stream of information for want of a better word and that's ultimately what letting go is about where you just go and move into peace and we can choose to move into that place of peace and allow this divine energy that's what i call it because <coughs> i like the word divine yeah i don't have any, i don't you know, I do not really understand it all, as I'm not sure a lot of people don't. But it's a feeling that allows us just to go, oh, that feels amazing. There's no fear there. The pineal gland and the pituitary gland start to produce the feel-good hormones, the oxytocin, the serotonin, <laughs> the melatonin. It's like, ah. <laughs> so we are actually our own pharmacist. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so we can actually learn how to pilot this spaceship of energy that we are in and we can choose to feel joy or fear and you know that is a huge huge responsibility because then we can no longer blame other people for how we are feeling and that's ultimately detachment no matter what happens out here and what people are doing and saying to you you can stay in this state of observation and detachment where the cells are just floating around we even have what they call microtubules in the cells it's like a 3d heart and it would be quite literally going to tune and i love that we're just a giant musical instrument that can yeah. be in tune or out of tune and what we're learning now is how to stay in tune yeah and you know Drugs don't, put, drugs might put you in tune for a minute or two. <laughs> you know, there's different things that can be tuned. But what we're looking for is we're looking for a way to empower ourselves where we are the conductor of this body. We decide how we're going to feel and how we're going to react and how we're going to choose and how we're going to perceive. And that we're going to trust no matter how awful things out there appear right now and the pain that we're in and so many people awful things to contend with but that somewhere deep down inside you know it will pass and you'll learn from it it was for your higher good there just has to be that level of trust and if you can really get to that place then you become bulletproof really and yeah. then of course you can sail through in tune <laughs> and the disease will quite literally disappear yeah. as you've experienced yeah, you know, yeah. you've done the, you know, the, the things that you've done are all exactly what I would recommend. But you did something different from a lot of people. You did them and you followed them through, and the body responded. And that's really sometimes it takes a little while for the body to respond. Yeah, it's a process. And you know, although we're having amazing real-time healings with Joe Dispenza and Lynn McTaggart's new work. For most of us, it's a process. And it's like that jigsaw. We just find the other piece that fits. And we 
choose the protocols that are, we're attracted to and that come towards us. Because when you put out that intention, I am open to healing. You had a very clear goal. You wanted it before your birthday. That's really yeah. clever goal setting technique. Um, so I knew then that things unfolded and you took the opportunities and you got the results. And that's the, you know, I'm in the process of setting up this 10th Trading Healing Community next year in Scotland for that precise reason to help and support people um, through the practices. They're very simple, they're very enjoyable, but you still need to do them yeah. <laughs> to get the results. Yes, that's the and same the with anything. I mean, if you want to get fitter, you need to go and do the running or the cycling or the swimming. If you want to lose weight, you need to adjust. You have to be the one that takes the action. Everybody, you can get the information. Thanks to the internet, the information is there at your fingertips. But you need to look at it and think about, does that feel right for me? And if it feels right for you, then try it. Because there's some, there were some things that I looked at when I was going going through and doing my, my studying and research that I, when I looked at it, I was like, mm, that doesn't feel right for me. And some of it was it didn't feel right for me at that time and then I've implemented it later or it's still just, I'm like, mm, I don't know if that is the right, the right path. So it has to feel right for you as well. Absolutely. Uh, that's a, a brilliant point because one of my friends, her name's Cathy Grout, she healed herself from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And she wrote a book called Why Rabbits Don't Get Lymphoma. And the first time I saw her present, that was the thing that stood out. She was put in a watch and wait protocol, which actually ended up being her saving grace because they didn't, there was no treatment at that time. So she thought, she asked, she said, wait for what? And they said, well, wait till the code's acute. <laughs> and she was like, I'm not sitting around waiting to yeah. get sicker. So she went on her journey, and when she was choosing a diet, a, a nutrition plan, she looked at some and thought, I can't do that. Yeah. So she chose a plan that she thought she knew that she could follow. And, you know, this is the fascinating thing about healing is, if you look at Kelly Turner's work in radical remissions, everybody's done it in a different way. You yeah. know, there's no one way to do it. And this is what really confuses people, because... That we're quite like to sit down there, take that drug and do this very, very clear directions. So when you say to somebody, well, we need to look at your life, you know, let's look at your past. Yeah. Because your past can depress the immune system. Yeah. The past doesn't kill you. It's just that the body stores the information. And again, going back to the healing community, there's lots of different diets. There's lots of different ways to meditate. There's lots of different ways to let go. There's yeah. lots of different ways to exercise. Yeah, there's lots of different ways to pray, intend, and get yourself into that place of faith. So, but at the healing community, we're going to say, look, choose the ones that you like. Exactly like you said, what are you drawn to? What do you want to? What do you actually want to do? Because remember, when if you're <laughs> if you're drinking carrot juice and eating it and judging it and wishing you were eating a rolling sausage, then you're excreting different chemistry from yeah. somebody who is drinking and seeing it as their vegetable chemotherapy, cleansing the cells and healing the body. Very, very different chemistry. And our 
brain chemistry can overwrite the food chemistry. And this is something I think we're just really fully understanding now. I absolutely recommend that you get vegetables as many as possible into you if you are feeling anything. Yeah. But remember to see it as your the gift, the gift rather than the the um the punishment. Sort of the punishment. <laughs> yeah. Because we have to get things in line, you know. And um we are in the West so blessed you know, as women and as humans because um, of all the choices that we have and the opportunities we have but to be honest that can cause more stress and confusion so going back to the healing community will help you and, and introduce you to different ways that you can do it and then you can choose your own protocols because ultimately you need to change you can't just say it was a bit like losing weight. You go on a diet for six weeks and you lose half a stone or a stone or whatever, and then you go back to your old diet. Everything comes back, and this is the problem with life. You can go on your healing journey, but then if you come off it, yeah. then things can change and revert back because there's a there's a common chain of thought now that sometimes we need to do something for two years before we really the subconscious mind really gets it in the body. Um, so that's not true for everyone, but yeah. I think it's definitely true for some. Um, yeah, I, had heard, I hadn't heard the two-year thing, but I'd heard from people who had been obese, if they kept the weight off for at least a year, then their body would be more resilient to that new weight, whereas if they made changes and started reverting back less than a year, then their body would just ping back to its old memory because it hadn't quite reset the new cells and structure in place but yeah I think I think absolutely <clears throat> I think weight's a really good way to most females have tried to lose weight at some time it's not any different trying to heal you will be faced mm. with exactly the same challenges I was naive you know a doctor friend of mine said why are you working terminally ill people why don't you start with weight loss or depression I said because I've worked with that for years and I felt that they weren't motivated enough because I couldn't quite understand why you wouldn't just do the things that everybody knows you need to do in order to be slim yeah. or to feel lighter or happy or whatever. So I figured, well, if you've had a diet, a terminal or an incurable prognosis, which I don't believe is always true, um, I think we read the body in a very old-fashioned way, um, but if you've been given that prognosis and you've sort of taken it on, then you know that can be very, very debilitating, and you know that again. If you go back to the nocebo effect, um, to actually break through and listen, do what you did, listen to your intuition, and think, ah, oh, is there a potential in the field? Has anybody ever healed from this? Yes. You know that's that would be my first, and you know I know that. People have taken Kathy Cloud's book to their oncologist and said, this woman healed. And stuff, you know, again, it's just like, well, she was lucky or there was some kind of fluke going on. And Kelly Turner, that's what she did. She was like, why are we not studying the people that are defying the odds? Why? Because there's a, a lot, a lot of money. And we've also en entrenched ourselves in a system and put so much faith in it. And it can be quite challenging to change your belief system. Very challenging. There's also not a lot of money to be made in healing people. 
<laughs> you know, if people stay sick, then they have to keep getting medication. If they keep getting medication, somebody's cashing in on that. And that's a very, a, my very cynical view of the world. But there is an element of that. I heard well, it costs something like $50 million for the FDA to approve a procedure or a medication. So for somebody to put it through to get an FDA approval, they have to know that they're making that 50 million back and then some. So if you're and that's why we don't have a lot of studies on... Yeah, you can't charge somebody yes. to get sleep. <laughs> no, I know, exactly. And, you know, that's why we don't have a lot of studies on, like, cannabis oil. and Because people will just go and make it themselves. You know, because, again, we're giving the power back to the people. Our health should never be a commodity for making money. It's yeah. outrageous. You know, and I, I said to you before, they say it takes 17 years for a new finding um, to trickle down to the public. Yeah. Now, we have all these incredible... Um, stories, real life testimonials, data, we're now understanding about the frequencies of the brain and the heart coherence and the energy field of the body can be measured out for 12 meters and we have all that information but when you turn up at your GP you're not likely to get that unless, I'm not, I don't even know what they're allowed to say to you, the, the nutrition training has been inadequate yeah. or non-existent. So and you know I feel strongly that we should all be working together for the greater good. To imagine that 100 years from now you would still want to be giving people chemo and radiation that you wouldn't have moved on and found more, less toxic, non-invasive, terrifying treatments. Surely that's where we want to go. And as humans, that's where we want to put our goals. So we've got the Gerson therapy with over 10,000 documented cases of radical remissions. And we're still ignoring it. You know, we've got the Hippocrates Institute, we've got the Oasis of Hope, we have... But, that, you know, it costs thousands, tens of thousands to go there. And they're doing things like juicing, vitamin C and oxygen yeah. and letting go. <laughs> you know, it's not, not stuff that we could not be doing here. But yeah. because it's not available, well, there are. There are I mean, there's a lot of things coming in in terms of tapping and CBT and EMDR. But the reality is what we really want to be looking at is prevention. We need to be getting into schools and teaching kids how to manage their emotions and respond um, to the outside world. I'm actually looking at going into a couple of schools in Glasgow to start getting yeah. the, the Power of Eight group, which is Lee McTaggart's new research, where you have, when we, if I want, to, want something in my life, I imagine it, I, I put it out there and I can create it. And what we now know is when we get together, and a lot of churches have said this for a while, power of prayer. We're now actually having the science of what happens when a group of us intend, think the same thing, with altruism, feel the same thing, see the same thing. We exponentially increase the, um, our results as a group. I've got a, a, an amazing power of eight group tonight, actually. And we intend for each other every week online for 10 minutes. So, again, Emphasising the fact, community and altruism and pulling together, that's what we have to do. You know, the, the divisiveness of human beings is crazy. Um, if we, all of us want to just feel love, to live in peace and to be free from fear. 
you know, and we can have that once we change this, the old mind and the fear and moving out of that old response um, because it's a 180 shift. Yeah. Instead of thinking of the worst case scenario, I'm going to die. Think of the worst case, best case scenario, I'm going to heal. We are the director of our show, you know. Yeah. It's pretty exciting times for healing. Yeah, it's definitely it's very exciting. And I've spoken to a few people and listened to a few other podcasts and talk about how this time is very much a feminine energy rising, as you mentioned, like divine earlier, because we've been the capitalism and the governments and structure is all very masculine driven. And that, I believe, has fueled a lot of the illness and a lot of the poverty and a lot of the imbalances in the world. So we can bring this feminine energy in which is nurturing which is connecting to nature which is connecting back to self that's where we're going to heal ourselves as individuals but also heal the world and help minimize war and unsettlement absolutely and you know the male and female energy is in each one of us whether we're exhibiting male or female <laughs> genitalia yeah. and it's about balance isn't it it's the yin and the yin and the yang it's the it's all about harmony and mm. you know it's not the burn your bra brigade it is absolutely about being a strong feminine sexual spiritual female um, but now again with the understandings you know that we have we have strong boundaries we don't we are worthy, you know, we all we all deserve um to have love and trust and compassion and kindness in our mm. um in our world. And, and for men as well, our roles have changed so dramatically, you know, women have come back to work, which you know has contributed, I believe, to quite a few of the nutrition <laughs> problems that we have because you know, to actually feed your family good, wholesome, healthy food takes time and just time is a real real um, pressure for a lot of people right now and then men have been expected to do more in the home so there's been a whole sort of mishmash and um, and then obviously the government has just put prices up and we're all now trapped with mortgages and bills and everybody's working to pay <laughs> to pay their dues so it's very difficult to actually spend a lot of time on your relationship which is really what you have to do yeah. communicating and listening to each other and you know, and that's ultimately, you know, the the systems have, have been all directed by men and it's all ends up being about money and power. Yeah. And there's you know, there's you definitely needs to look at power and money, but not to the at the detriment of our health and our happiness, which is really what's what's been happening. You know, the education's become about ticking boxes and getting A's and A's instead of B's and C's and law is about you know it's not really about law anymore it's just about again it's all about ticking boxes banking went the same way you know it's not it's not there's no human heart there you know it's all the, the, the tick box they computerize everything and they just take they dehumanize the whole thing but um apparently the dalai lama said the change is going to come through western women and you know again like we were talking about before um normal everyday women. When I was uh, organising this year's Goddess Gathering, I was again, you know, programmed to think of, of all the kind of famous women, Scottish women, and then I looked around at my friends and I thought, and my, you know, connections and my network, I thought, you know, they're all incredible. What they've come through, what they've survived and what they've turned, how they've turned it around. And I was like, 
that's what I want the goddess gathering to be around. Yeah. Really relatable um, stories that of how you survive this crazy, crazy world um, and how you can come out the other side. And, you know, like you, I became sick because of how I was living my life. Um, and I was just on high alert, stress, cortisol, adrenaline, filling every minute of every day, keeping myself distracted until eventually I all I could think about was going to my bed because I was so exhausted. Yeah. And I didn't even realise I was doing it. And I see a lot of women with young kids, you know, on, on that same path. And I think it's and it's time ultimately is our biggest gift. Um so we need to just breathe, like we're saying, sleeping, breathing, chewing. <laughs> the simplest simple, simple things. <laughs> yeah. And eat good food and love. Love your life, love your family, love your job, love your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when is the Goddess Gathering? Goddess Gathering is the 2nd to the 5th of November this year at the most incredible setting of Cotavadi Marina Spa. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've not been. I was looking at yeah, it's two hours from Glasgow. You go via Dunoon and then you cut off at the Dunoon Road End along the rest and be thankful. Go down that way towards Tinnebuch. Uh, or you can go to Tarbert Loch Fine and take the ferry across, which is really where I used to live. So I think it's just an incredible venue. So even just getting there will absolutely expand yourselves. And then um, this year I've doubled the size of the Friday and the Monday. And so Friday we're going to spend raising the vibration, again, creating this expansion at the cellular level. We'll discuss the science behind it and how we can become the, the you know, this amazing pilot of this spaceship that we're, we're living in right now. So we're, we're, there'll, there'll be myself, there'll be another Jennifer Philip Mains and Ray Bleasley. Um, so we'll, we'll spend the whole day as a group working on that. Yeah. And then on the Saturday and Sunday, we have workshops, inspirational speakers, and um, there's actually three different things going on um, at the same time for Saturday and Sunday and then on the Monday we're all back together as a group again and um, doing some chanting and oh, there's a huge variety. I've got Kelly Turner streaming live from the US on Friday which I'm very excited about. Kelly's yeah. incredible research and getting the word out you know that it's not it's not over until the fat lady sings and and also you know it's the idea can you heal maybe alien to some people, but if you're open to the potential no matter what you've been told, um, my whole thing with Heal Scotland is that you will be among people who believe in your body and in your capacity to heal instead of the opposite. And that, at a cellular level, <laughs> is going to really, really help you feel so much better today because that's all any of us have. So Kelly's coming in on the Friday and then there's just I can't name everybody, obviously, there's loads of different <laughs> Yes, very inspiring, empowering women. So it was last year, it was the first year, and it was an enormous success. People loved it. Um, yeah. And it's something that I can see is needed and is fun. <laughs> really, yeah. really fun. Oh, the women together is always crazy. Um, and it's educational and transformational. And I think as well, you know, that's what I found when I've been at the Science and Spirituality Conference. It's not everybody you can talk to about it because a lot of people just 
aren't interested <laughs> and um, maybe don't understand some of the, the stuff that you know um, that I say because this is my path I, I, I research I, I study I listen I talk to people every day um, I am obsessed with this and it's really my passion to bring all the latest cutting edge proven scientific principles to the people that want to learn about it and the goddess gathering this year the proceeds of what is going to go to heal scotland which is the temporary community that we're setting up um, and just it will be an experiment really to see if people want that and if they want the education and what results can they get 12 weeks is nothing in the terms of healing world as you yeah. know um, and but people go to university for four years to learn something why would you not take 12 weeks out of your life to um, learn all this magnificent phenomenally transformational um, and it's something stuff. that's going to it really is gives you longevity so yes. that 12 weeks is going to so much more exactly and there'll be three levels of support one you can come and live full time there's only a few places and then the, the next one you can just come and do the courses at the weekends yeah um, which that's part-time and then i'm getting an app created so that you can keep on your protocols choose your protocols and then just measure yourself and see how you do choose something that's achievable and doable so that you don't feel that you're failing and some days you'll make it some days you might not it just helps you see where you're at yeah and then the third level of support will be virtual where you can just log in and if you want to work with a coach or a guide or a therapist then you'll be able to do that too um, but if we all pull together you know that i was looking at the stats um, for scotland 36,000 people a year being diagnosed with cancer ms like 20 over 20,000 people with ms yeah. um, one in four using um, asthmatic drugs and um, diabetes and um, alzheimer's you know, are we really going to sit around and hope that the government are going to fix this? Does anybody actually think that can happen? Yeah. That we can, a magic pill is going to come and make us all better, or are we going to wake up and go, right, okay, even if a few of us, a small percentage of us, can can take control and help um, help ourselves, then it releases the pressure on an ever-burdened NHS where the nurses and doctors are overworked. And you know, with that amount of people getting sick a year, in ten years' time, where are we going to be? We yeah. need to take control. We need to take our power back and stand in it, and and make it fun and cool yeah. <laughs> and funny. You know, rather than heavy we know that laughing bush. Yeah, because yes. people shy away from it. They, they see it as being something that just hippies do, or. It's not for the normal person that lives in a city or or whatever. And it's like, no, you can, like, I'll, I refer to myself as an urban hippie because I live right on the outskirts of Glasgow City Centre. And I've got an allotment across the road and I try and grow my own vegetables Ooh. and sort of get into that hippie lifestyle while still living in an urban situation. Well, that's exactly it. There's lots of things that we can do. And even just small things that just make you feel good. Because ultimately, it's about feeling good and feeling that you're participating. You know, we've, we've, one of the other things that's really close to my heart is, you know, the suicide rates that are just, oh, they're terrifying. Young people, you know, in, in our guile, we've lost um, 
young, beautiful young people, and you think, you know, is it what are we doing wrong? Do they not feel that they have a purpose and a place in our communities? Yeah. You know, what can we do to make sure that people don't feel the need to check out? You know, we really need to be having a just a new story, a new look at how we do this. Um, and I think you know that the whole idea of working so hard, oh, you know, and not having time because that's the whole thing. I don't people say I don't have time or I'm too tired. You know, yeah. and it's um, well, what are we going to do about that? You know, we as the people need to make changes. We need to decide we're going to do. Scotland is a is a strong community, and I feel you know that aren't really that many of us. We can change our health picture. We're more likely to die two years younger than the English. I mean, seriously? Yeah, well, I saw that in the age of a paper today. And, that <laughs> the and you're 61% more likely yeah. to get diagnosed with cancer if you are poor. It is outrageous. And yeah. a lot of that is coming from the mindset and the and you know, looking out, well, what is the point? <laughs> and that is just sad, you know. And you know, I think I've seen it. The breakdown of communities. Women are in their own houses, you know, and they're determined to leave with a small child because all other women are working, and you just feel lonely and stressed. And then, you know, you get you go back to work, and then you come home, and you're too tired to even go out. So we're living that life, you know. Um, yeah, very Yes, exactly. And we need connections for your creating with your community. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I would like to set up a Believers Anonymous for people who believe that we can change and that we can have the life that we all want to have. Because I know we can. Me up. <laughs> it's a quantum <laughs> fact. <laughs> so, um, but we need to get we need to get I need to get people inside the people that really get it and want to help and want change and want peace and want to live from a place of far more love and let go of the fear and let go of the, the power that the government, the banks, the, the pharmaceutical companies have over us. We don't need any of that. In yeah. Scotland we've got tons of land. We can be growing the best food in the world. We've got rivers that are full of amazingly nutritious delicious brain foods you know we were a nation of inventors yeah you know our seas are filled with mackerel and herring and you know we have all that there yeah brambles and gooseberries and raspberries used to just grow wild you know we can have that without a huge amount of effort and um, we just need to decide yeah we need to decide as a nation we've had enough we're not going to be the sick pathetic neighbour, you know, with the worst um, health stats in the world, I think, I know. second only to Texas. Well, I think we some can people, change it. We absolutely can. I think some people see that in Scotland as something to be proud of, like we've got the lowest life expectancy in Europe, we've got some of the, the worst alcohol-related illnesses, smoking-related illnesses, heart disease-related illnesses, but it's not something to be proud of. So, if we can drop that, oh, that's just I come from Scotland, that's what's expected of me, to be in, like, let's change this round, let's turn it around, let's show the world that we can set an example of, we can take responsibility for our own health, our own actions, and be this beautiful, amazing, wonderful country that we that we know that it is. So if we can start to set that example. 
people will then start to believe us because they, they need to see it to believe it. If they can believe that we can be the unhealthiest, they can believe that we can also be the healthiest. Of course. And if we all do it together, we could do it almost overnight. We could just go, right, that is it. We're changing it. We're going back to the nation of inventors, imagination, you know, that we really we can rise above, really, and be this proud nation again. Why not? We know it's a possibility. Yeah. But Theresa May or Nicola Sturgeon can't do it for us. No. You know, it's crazy to imagine that some politician is actually going to fix this for us or somebody in a lab, you know, with a microscope. Yeah. This is really all about taking responsibility and that's really ultimately the crux of it because with that comes a bit of work. <laughs> for, because it's the key word, change. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a, that's the challenge. But I, I think now we're understanding Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, people in Scotland are known as grafters. Like, we have always yeah. been a hard-working nation, so all it is is just a slight adjustment. Yes, yes. And we've got a phenomenal sense of humour. The laugh you get in Scotland <laughs> and Ireland, you just don't even get anywhere else. If the crack is second to none, so, and we're good at laughing at ourselves, we've got loads yeah. and loads, we've got far, far more um, good things going for us than against us. It's just a shift in mindset and attitude and perception. That's all that we need. And as I say, we need to do this for ourselves and for ourselves. Yeah. And the way we do that is set the example to lead the way. Absolutely. Decide. That's the first thing, just decide. You know, when when people get diagnosed with cancer, it makes it gets it makes me so sad because I know it doesn't just affect the person that's got it, it affects the whole family, it affects the inner circle, all the friends, you know, the suffering that goes around, you know, watching the treatments and everything. I mean, I've watched it myself with my mum, with my cousin, with my dad, you know, my friends. It's um, it's really hard. It's hard to watch. And if there's a way that we can circumvent that or minimise it or cut it down a little bit, then surely yeah. we have to do that. Um, and then, you know, the more people that do it, the more people will do it. Yeah. Once people see it's a possibility, we'll have to be that person that can go, right, okay, let me try what you did. I mean, there'll be people that will Crohn's disease if you realise you could heal that yourself, you know? Yeah. When I watched Do Dr. Brankler, from the Hippocrates Institute, he said there is no disease that has a name that he has not seen healed naturally. No disease. It's amazing. So, but you're not just a freak of nature or a fluke. Yeah. People can copy and look and listen to their own intuition and follow their own healing journey. It's an important, important story that we need to keep sharing. So if people want to check out your community, your Goddess Gathering, where is the best place for them to find out information? I've got the, the Goddess Gathering site. It's just goddessgatheringportofaddy.com. And then the Healing Community, which starts on the 1st of April and runs till the 30th of June, is helpyourself.com. Um, and it's in Argyll in a biodynamic permaculture farm um, in Comichael Glen. 
So that's possibly about two hours, just over two hours drive, two hours, 10, 15 from Glasgow. Three hours, 10, 15 from Edinburgh. Anybody is welcome, anybody who's really up for um, learning an open mind and likes the sound of taking their responsibility and power back for their health. And whether it's, it can be anything from weight loss, anxiety, depression, it doesn't matter what your dis-ease or health issue is. To me, it's all the same thing. You're out of balance. And yeah. we plan to teach you and educate and inspire you how to get back into balance. And that takes time, usually. <laughs> Some people heal very quickly. Yeah. Others, <laughs> I don't really know why that is. Others have to you know, put a bit more perseverance, perseverance into it. And that's what the sport would be about, that you can hook up with other like-minded people that are not prepared to give up. And again, you know, if you look at the work of people like William Bullman that say we're, you know, we're this multi-dimensional spirit on this multi-dimensional universe and we're in a journey. And we arrive at the next dimension when we die, the exact same way as we left here. So you don't turn into this phenomenally enlightened, brilliant being. <laughs> you still have to do the work and the learning. So it's a good idea to just go, all right, okay, let me learn a bit here so that the, the, the lighter and the more um, aware that I am, um, the, the easier and, and, um, and more fun the journey is going to be. So yeah. as soon as fear becomes a thing of the past, we can really start to enjoy um, the journey that we're on um, you know, in, a, in a much, much nicer way. Yeah, it's exciting. It's going to be an exciting journey. Yes, well, we, we just want everybody on board with us to enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for it to, um, well, it's already starting to unfold in my world because I changed my own, but being able to be a part of the story and a bit of the part of the voice that helps that change to happen. You just have to keep. So I think you know when I was when I was travelling in South America, I realised women need educate women there need education to help them become um, independent in every way. And yeah. I think you know, to become independent from the NHS system. Um, which is doing a fantastic job, but if we can take some of the weight off that and we can become independent from it, that will happen through education, I believe, and inspiration. So stories like yours, stories like Kathy Grouts, I've got another friend, Philly Alexander, whose book's just about to come out. She healed herself from breast cancer with the ketogenic diet and a few other mind things as well. So the more people that do it, the more people start to open their minds to the possibility that perhaps they can do it, and then it's a that's how things work. Yeah, that's how we get the new way. When people, the first time people read it, they're like, oh, that's a lot of rubbish. Mm, that's all right for them, but I would never be able to do it. And then yeah. the more people that do it, the more it just becomes the new norm. And that's really what we're doing. We're now understanding why people are healing um, and the things that they're doing. And we can start really educating and supporting people to do that for themselves. And prevention as well learn to do these techniques, learn to put some good food in, get the balance right, and hopefully you know that that prognosis will never fall in your door. Yeah, yeah. 
such a powerful message. So thank you so much for your time today and for being on today's podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure and I hope that even if it's just one person that hears it that say that changes something and they get some they see, even if it's just their mindset of maybe this is a possibility, that will be a massive step. So but if obviously if somebody completely changes their lifestyle and heals, that'll be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're planting seeds, aren't we? That's all yeah. we can do. And the people that are ready are going to come towards us, and that's how it works. And you want to learn more, we'll tell me about this. You know, yeah. I've heard about meditation, I've heard about yoga. Find the thing that you like and that you love and that you really can expand and learn more about. Yeah. And, you know, addressing your emotional stuff in the past is a huge thing as well. But, you know, it takes courage <laughs> to be a spiritual warrior, <laughs> a health warrior. You know, you need to, you're maybe going to be stepping out where not very many people have gone before. So it does take courage and I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So you've got my site, is Lily, just liliasinkler.com. Yeah. The heal community is healthyourself.com and the goddess gathering is goddess gathering. Cool. I'll put the link in the show notes so that people can find them really, really thank easily. You. All right. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How amazing is Lilia and the movement that she is doing. She's such an inspirational woman, such an important, powerful message that if we just have a little bit more faith in our own ability, um, take away some of the power that we believe that we have to follow. You know, the man, people have white coat syndrome and the person in the white coat is a human being too. They don't know everything they can't sort every problem that they have coming through the door so we really have to take that back take responsibility and take that power back into ourselves and that's exactly what the message is that we want to bring forward from today's podcast so I've written about part of my journey that's in my book become a warrior woman nine rules to sort your shit it's not the part about the healing this book came out just before I got sick and I'm working on the next book about my healing journey but what I realized when I got sick was these nine rules that I had written about, I wasn't following. I wasn't showing myself self-love. I wasn't looking after myself and letting go of the negative things that were holding me back. So if you're at a place where you just think, I really need to make a start somewhere, you could start there. The nine rules are really simple to follow. It's laid out chapter by chapter, rule by rule. There's little tasks for you to do to help take you into your own head. And if you've loved this podcast and you want to share it with anybody who will get some benefit from it, please share it. Remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you're on iTunes. And give us a little love heart if you're on SoundCloud. Share, love, like, and all that jazz. And we will see you on the next podcast.